We are continuing our sermon series on the Lord's Prayer, and uh, we're almost finished on this sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And I'm going to focus on verse 13 today. Uh, next week, I'm going to cover second half of the verse 13, but first, first part, it says, and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is, I mean, this is a prayer so need. We, we need this prayer, don't you think? Because there are so many temptations out there. That's why we need to learn how to pray this prayer. Lord, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil one. How many of you were tempted by something last seven days? Yeah, yeah, most of us, right? Those of us who didn't raise hand, that means you were the tempters, right? <laughs> we are tempted by, you know, evil ones all the time. That's why we have to learn this prayer. Temptation, or temptation in original language, Greek, it means to entice or to solicit somebody to sin or to fall away. That's what temptation means. I remember when I first came to America, I went along with my brother, Kawash. Someone approached to me and he showed me gold necklace, gold chain. He showed me and 20 bucks, you want it? I knew something was not right because he kept looking at the side and, do you want it? He was tempting me. And I bought it. <laughs> because 20 dollars, gold chains? And I, I was, you know, a high school kid, and I was thinking about my mom. She's going to love this gold, so I want to buy your gold chain. Obviously, it was a fake one, right? I was so disappointed when I found this fake. Maybe dollar, you know, it, maybe it was dollar worth of uh, fake chain. Temptations are everywhere. The millions of you know, temptations we are facing every day. What are you facing today? What kind of temptation are you facing today? Ask yourself, what are you facing? What kind of temptation are you facing today? There are temptations of overspend. Some of, oh, spend too much, maybe overeating, over drinking, over substance abuse, and on and on and on. Being an early morning person, I am. You know, I have to get up uh, like 4.30 in the morning. I have to come to the early morning prayer, which I enjoy. I became an early you know, morning person. Uh, I got so many times I got tempted by eating at night, you know, like ramen and, and ice cream. I remember so many moments in my life I was holding on, you know, the, the refrigerators, the doors, and I was like fighting, you know, with this temptation. Should I eat or not? You know, so many temptations out there. We've been tempted in many ways. Knowing us so well, Jesus teaches us. He taught us this prayer, the, which I want to call it the prayer of protection. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, man's solution to temptation is this. Just don't do it. That's bad. Don't do it. 
but it doesn't work. We tried it, right? But it doesn't work. There are three reasons why just don't do it uh, doesn't work. Number one, temptation visits us at our vulnerable moment. You know, temptation don't play fair game. They don't hit you when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are strong, you know, it doesn't, they don't bother you, right? When you are victorious, when you're ready to go, you know, they don't bother you. But temptation visits you when you are most vulnerable, when you are hurt, when you're under stress, when you are weak. Even the devil tried to tempt Jesus when he was hungry. Look, uh, look, look, verse 4, 23, where uh, for 40 days he was tempted. Jesus was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the, at the uh, end of them, he was hungry. They would say to him, if you are son of God, tell the stone to become bread. That's devil's tactic. When we are weak, when we are vulnerable, it wants to uh, attack us, right? Tempt us. So just stop doing it doesn't work. I was reading uh, one of the Christian cyclists' article. He, is, he, he mentioned, you know, when we got tempted, it's not really a matter of circumcisional issue. It's not really a material issue. It's more of a psychological issue. Therefore, guiding your heart is so important. That's why Proverbs, this passage says here, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. As a Christian, we need to guard our heart. It is important to protect our heart. It's so important. Because Satan loves to, like, pointing us and saying, you are nobody. You are such a loser. It's attacking our low self-esteem. Even though we are not. I mean, we are precious children of God, right? But it's attacking. You are nobody. That's the first, you know, like, that's what... Uh, the David Simon, Dr. Simon talks about that. And second one is, you don't have any hope. You don't have any future. What are you talking about? You know, that's another way to, way to uh, attack in our heart. And third is, uh, he mentioned, uh, you're not going to have relationship, <laughs> especially, you know, unmarried singles. He's attacking us. You're not going to have a relationship. What are you talking about? You're not going to have a girlfriend or you know, husband or a wife. And, and I think uh, as I read that you know, article, I was thinking, it is so important for us to guard our heart. Just stop doing it doesn't really work. Second point, the simple passions aroused by the law. Do you know St. Augustine, when he was 11? You know, St. Augustine, by the way, he was, he's the guy who wrote a uh, like, book like Confession. He was the one who gave most influential, I think, beside the disciples. His writing was, I mean, and he was truly saint. But when he was 11, he was sent out from, uh, he, was, he went to uh, school far away from house, his home. He grew up in very good Christian kind of setting. Yet, uh, at the age of 11, he went away, and he found a bunch of his friends, and with them, he was started stealing the fruit. He was going to the garden, started, you know, steal the fruits. And 
Later, he wrote in his book, Confession, he mentioned that I st we stole the fruit not because we were hungry, but the reason we did was because it was not permitted. And he talks about our human you know, incarnation to, to uh, sin. When, uh, for example, like this, uh, we have Shine and Stephen, where they have a beautiful daughter, Misa, right? If they you know, go out and leave the miso behind, which they're not going to do that, right? But if, if when they do that and telling miso, miso, you can do whatever you want to do, but don't eat the cookie on the table, okay? Okay, miso? And she wasn't really thinking about having a cookie, but she was actually thinking about having an apple. But after they say that, you know, in his mind, you can, I mean, hear, the sound of ringing, ding, 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 you know, like, oh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have cookies. <laughs> that, that's us. So it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Our human nature, we're inclined to sin. That's what Paul knew that. That's why he said, for we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law. Law is good, right? But it doesn't, have, it doesn't really work at work in our body. So that we, or fruit for that. So it just stop, it doesn't work. Third point, we cannot overcome temptation with our own will. Willpower. I, uh, I like willpower. Yet, by itself, it's not going to work. This past week, I've been, I've been, I mean, I read this book, you know, like St. Uh, Augustine. I love this person and Remember during my seminary year, I had read this book and enjoyed it, and I caught many times. And I was, you know, study his book, and I was meditating few, you know, things, incident in his life. He became a Christian at age of 31, though he grew up in Christian family. His mother was so committed, Christian Monica. She prayed for him, but nothing really happened. And he tried to change himself by his own will. There's so many records, you know, the incidents. But nothing really changed him. But he tried so hard. Nothing changed him. One day he hears kind of voice, like a child singing voice. Take up and read. Not man's voice, but a child voice. And he opened the Bible. He opened the Bible. And he turned the Romans chapter 13, verse 12 through 14. Through that passage, the conversion takes place. You, you, do you know what's in the Norman chapter 13? Let me just show one verse in case you are interested. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in clousing and drunkenness, nor in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. He read the passage, but it wasn't just passage itself, but it was the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was, he lived, starting like, he was pursuing false like, religion, and he lived uh, in this life for over 15 years. But Holy Spirit came upon him and changed place. He became a saint. I was sharing that thought with our KM members today and, and sharing with them. And I can see some of you know, our 
uh, key members, they, they were like hoping and, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lose my hope because God is still living God. And when we pray, God can do, you know, tremendous things, right? So even to yourself and to people near you, don't get discouraged. You don't have to get discouraged. If God shows up, he can change us, right? The bottom, Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. With Adam, the fall, it broke so many things. It even broke the, our willpower as well. The brokenness has been, the image has been broken. But he came to restore the broken image. Isn't that, I mean, awesome? He came to restore us. This week, I was thinking about the Holy Spirit. Lord, when we have worship, I've been praying, please show up. <laughs> Lord, I want you to open the doors of heaven and pour your spirit upon us. And that is your part, God. You got to do your part. I always keep praying. At the same time, there's our part. With our own will, you cannot, change, you cannot overcome temptation with your own will. But with God's help and our obedience, that's our part. That's what I call heaven meets the earth. God's providing his, his spirit, his, his, his part. And we do our part. Then, then we can overcome temptation. Let me practically share a few things. Number one, we need to connect with God for continuous provision of grace. We need to connect with God as our source of grace. You know, Christianity is not like, oh, for example, like this. Let me, if you live 100 years, and I, what if I ask you, how was your life? What if you said, you know, pretty good. I, don't, I didn't do a lot of bad things. I probably say, so what? Christianity is not, you know, our goal is not, it is not stop doing bad things. But it is more of live the life. You know what I'm talking about? Christ came so that you and I have life, but life in abundance. That's what God desires of us to have. You're not just, you know, like, come and go kind of person. He loves you so much, so he gave his, he totaled himself to us. So goal of life is meeting him, experiencing love, and live the life that he provides us to live. He desires us to live. That's what John 10 said. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have to have it in full. See, that's the life he wants us to have. But how can you have life in fullness? How can you influence others? How can you impact others? How can you live the life in fullness? This is the key. Abiding in him. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. See, much fruit. We can live fruitful life. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, we cannot do anything. This is the key. 
Do not try to live Christian life with your own uh, zeal. Impossible. I tried it. So hard. Cannot be done. Hudson Taylor, he was the first missionary who went to uh, China. He was a good missionary. He spent hours of working and working, but he was worrying and worrying at the same time. So his body was about to break. And one of his fellow missionaries named John McCarthy sent him a letter based and sharing the secret about this passage. Hudson Taylor testified, I knew this passage. I, I memorized this passage. I knew this passage. But I didn't really know the secret of this passage. I tried to, I strive to live my Christian life. That's why I was, I was worrying, I was working and worrying and working. But the secret of this passage is this, simply just abide in me. What do you mean by abiding in Christ? It means look up, look up, look up to Jesus and trust in him. Simply trust him. Just resting in him. I love the, you know, the song that you chose today. Rest in the spirit. Just be still and know he's our God. You know, that is the faith part. Which is not easy, but you got to do that. We have to come before him and just know him that he is your God. Abiding in him. Don't try to live your Christian life, but simply rest in him. He who began a good work in you, he's going to complete it until the day of Christ. That's the faith part. We simply need to come in his presence. So abide in him. That's our part. God is providing his you know, spirit. And second point is uh, we need to run away from temptation. Flee from temptation. Temptation is bigger than you are. That's why we are being tempted. Second Timothy, Paul said to Timothy, flee the evil desire of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. Think about Joseph in Genesis. You, you know Joseph, right? He was a handsome slave. Remember? I mean, he's Samunim, uh, uh, the Potiphar's the wife. She was a crazy lady, right? I mean, she just keep coming at him. And he was telling, I want to have sex with you. I think it was a very scary thing, right? For Joseph, it was a scary thing. But he didn't sit down with this wife, weird lady, and I think we have some dysfunctional you know, marriage life. Let me, let me help you. you know? He didn't do that, right? He just ran away. That is the wisdom I think we should have. The boy was, uh, he loved swim, but my mother was telling him, do not swim today as you visit your friend's house today. Don't swim, okay? But when he returned, he, got, he, he was kind of wet. I told you not to swim. But this boy said, mom, but when I saw the pool, I was so tempted. And mother checked his backpack and there was a swimming suit. Why did you take the swimming suit? You know, he said, in case I was tempted. <laughs> you know, that's us. I mean, think about it. I mean, think about it. We, we know how to calculate stuff. We think we are smarter than God. We got to learn how to flee from, the, run away from the situation. 
Third point, we need to restore our soul. You know, the reason we need to learn this prayer is when we pray this prayer, He's going to restore us. We, every one of us, we need restoration. I need restoration. Don't you? We all need restoration. You know, I, I love this passage, John chapter 20, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors knocked for the fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. you know, this is the moment when disciples of Jesus Christ, they all deny Jesus, they all ran away. Jesus died on the cross by himself alone. And he rose from the, he resurrected from the dead. And this is the first incident that he met disciples. They were afraid. That's why they locked the door. They were afraid of Jewish leaders. They killed their master, Jesus, so they were afraid of maybe they might, they might kill them as well. So they were afraid. And that's the moment Christ came to restore them. His first word was shalom. I love Jesus. Peace be with you. He didn't blame his disciples. Where were you when I was crucified? How can you deny, I mean, I mean how can you curse me and deny me? How can you run away? How can you do that? He didn't say that, right? He said, peace be with you. And verse 20, after he said that, he showed them his hands and side. What's his hands and side? This mark of cross, right? Look, look, look. Look, look, look. This is how much I love you, how much I care. Personally, I dedicate myself to Christ, not because he was rebuking me. If you don't do this, I'm going to kill you. I'm gonna, you know, he didn't really say that. It took time, but when I experienced the love of Christ, that really changed my life. God, I mean, I didn't know you loved me that much. Wow, that's awesome, amazing. That's why I, I want to return to your little portion. I want to, you know, follow you. This, that's how he restores us. And after that, again, just say, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He's giving us the purpose to live. I mean, if I were you, I, I, I would probably not give that kind of commission to them. But Jesus, you know what? Even though you don't trust yourself, I trust you. Hello, I trust you. That's our Lord. That's how he restores us. And I like the last part. With that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. See, this is the, what I'm talking about, the heaven part. He's, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's the answer. All you have to do is, okay, Lord, I, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to be available to you. I'm willing to receive the Holy Spirit. That's what heaven missed the earth. He wants to restore us with us. Last part, we need to receive help from the people around us. I don't believe in a person who can 
have victorious life over temptation without uh, people in their lives. James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may have healed. The prayer of righteous man is powerful and effective. What does it mean by righteous man? If we are believers, if you follow Jesus, you are a righteous one. That's what Zacchaeus, right? Zacchaeus means righteous one. Jesus called Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, righteous one, come down. I'm going to have, you know, meal with you. Invitation. If you gave your life to Christ, you are a righteous one. And I think you need to have two solid relationships. One is you meet the person regular basis. Maybe that can be the church. And you need to have a person who can call you in the middle of the night. I call it 2 a.m. friend. 2 a.m. <laughs> you might hate that person, but you know, if that close, intimate person, you need to have, I mean, spiritual people. Those people who can build you up, not tear you down. I mean, you know, that can be serious. If your friends build you up, that's your true friend. If your friends really tearing, tear you down, I don't think that's really a good friend. You have to consider that, reconsider that. This is based on true story. There was a guy, he gave himself, somehow he rendered himself to the devil. Do you know there are people who do that? You know, we are rendering ourselves to Christ, right? But this guy, for so many years, he just gave himself, he uh, voluntarily chose the devil. So he was demon-possessed. You heard the demon possessed maybe in the movie, right? But there's actually people have that kind of, you know, realms and demon-possessed people out there because he intentionally gave himself to the darkness many years. And his mother took him to this exorcist, people who really have a gift of praying and praying for them. They pray for the person, the guy, like hours and hours, not just 10 minutes, but it's like a battle. Two kingdoms are crashing into each other. It's battles, spiritual battles going on. But problem was, this guy cannot choose Jesus. He has to choose Jesus, but he cannot because he's, he, he was living that, you know, that life too long. So it's so hard. Even if he wants, he couldn't do it. They were, they've been praying hours and hours, but his, his mother outside of the door. She was praying, praying so hard. And this guy, son, began to hear his mom is praying for him. This is how she prayed. God, hear my prayer. If we choose to go, I go down with him. If we choose to go to hell, I go down with him. God, help him. Help him. When he began the prayer, he, you know what he said? I, I, I chose Jesus. That's the moment. Darkness just disappeared. Light comes in his life. If we have somebody praying for you, you are blessed one. And be the person whom you can pray for. That's true, follow of Jesus Christ. 
As I conclude this message, I want to say this. In this life, you will face many temptations. You will have tons of them waiting for you. You know why? This is how I see. Because you have so much responsibility. Did you hear what I say? You have so much responsibility. I'm not trying to give you too much burden, but God called you in this particular time. He has special plan for your life. That's how, you know, as I was praying, I was like, God, why are you doing these things? And he kept reminding me, because I have a special plan for this second generation, especially in this church. Do you know that? Our KM people, they were crazy. They are crazy. <laughs> they go everywhere. I mean, they are crazy. I don't know how can, I mean, how, they can do those stuff. You know, this is how I see it. Reason we've been doing so many missions, I think God is preparing second generation. We'll, if they hear me, they're going to be disappointed, but they are fading away generation. We'll all disappear. But you guys have next 30 years. I don't know how God is going to use you guys, but I know one thing for sure, he's going to use you guys. That's why you will have so many temptations because you have so much responsibility. And God's going to use you to impact this generation. Lord's Curry is opening. I got goosebumps. Like, wow. You know, when this nation is open, we got so much thing to do. We've been pouring stuff on NK. We got so many. I think KM, you know, we're hoping that we can all go to North Korea. You guys supporting us from, you know, EM. I think that's why we have to abide in Christ. We have to abide in Christ. Trust Him. You have to look Jesus. Flee from the temptation, the restoration. Only in Christ you can get restoration. And build each other up. Don't try to tear each other down. You've got to build each other up. Because we have too much, I mean, great responsibility. Let's pray together. Lord, help us continue to abide in you, Lord God. Lord, we're not really ready to take the responsibilities, but you chose us, Father God. You chose us in this generation to impact this generation, Father God. Lord, uh, restore us, Lord God. I know you meet us where we are. And you are the God who encourages us, even though we need rebuke. You always show us how much you loved us, Father God. Because of your love, Lord, uh, we're going to be your followers, Lord God. Because of your love, we're going to be whom you want us to be, Father God. Help us to build each other up. So as a team, we can impact this generation. 
여기 계니 백 로스앤젤레스 앤 디서든 케어 앤 유나이티 스테이스 앤올 오브 더 월드 With your twelve disciples, Father, you change this history, and you can still do great things through us, Father God. Use us for use us. Meet us, Father. Bless each one of us, Lord. They are precious. They are your children, Father God. Prepare us, Lord. Use us. Be with us this week, Lord. In Jesus' name. 